Welcome back to Brainy Blaze, a weekly podcast about epilepsy by people with epilepsy, for people with epilepsy, and our carers. I'm your host, David Clifford. In this episode, we welcome registered dietitian Matthew Crest to the show to shed some light on the ketogenic diet. If you're new to Brain to Blaze, I just want to state that I'm not a medical expert. I'm just someone that has struggled with the ins and outs of epilepsy for almost three decades. The ketogenic diet can be a new tool in your fight against epilepsy. However, before starting down that path, you should consult both your general practitioner and your neurologist. The diet is restrictive, and without proper evaluation by both doctors, before you start, it can have unseen consequences down the road. It is better to be safe than sorry. Give me the mic, boy. For the love of God, man, be careful. Ever since normally, this is corny way, for Christ's sake. Your brain is like a DVR in your home. It's always running no matter what you do. It's not like you need 20 episodes of Knight Rider, but your DVR uses a tremendous amount of energy to record 24-7. I mean, come on. I don't even like the Hoff. Why would I want five hours of him talking to his car? The preferred fuel for your brain is glucose, a carbohydrate. Doctors in the 1920s found that there is an alternative source of fuel on which your brain can run. Ketones. When your brain is running on ketones, it is called ketosis. It turns out that for some of us, that change in brain chemistry to run on the alternate source can influence the number of seizures that we have. To push our brain into ketosis, we consume fewer calories from carbohydrates. With fewer carbohydrates in your bloodstream, your brain will eventually switch to using ketones as the alternate fuel. It's kind of like a hybrid car. When there's not enough of its primary fuel source, electricity, it uses the backup, gasoline. In the 1930s, huge innovations in the pharmaceutical industry shadowed the use of the ketogenic diet as a mechanism for controlling seizures. Let's face it, it's easier to pop a pill than to completely change how and what you eat. But only 70% of us actually control our seizures through medication. The ketogenic diet is often presented to the other 30% of us, the ones with intractable or medical-resistant epilepsy. The ketogenic diet might have faded into obscurity completely if it wasn't for one kid, Charlie Abrams. In the early 90s, Charlie had intractable epilepsy. Surely, his life would have turned out differently if his father, Hollywood director or producer, Jim Abrams, didn't step in. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. After seeing what the ketogenic diet did to help his son's seizures, director of the classic comedies like Airplane, Ruthless People, and Hot Shots led a revitalization of the ketogenic diet. Throughout the 90s, he promoted the ketogenic diet as a possible tool to help others with their seizures. He even produced a TV movie starring Meryl Streep in 1996 called First Do No Harm about the diet and its effects. Many in the medical community initially balked at the diet's effectiveness until the results from the first comprehensive studies published in the American Epilepsy Society Journal that same year. Doctors haven't formally proven how or why this change in brain chemistry works to influence our seizures. There are a ton of different research articles suggesting compelling but competing reasons. What we know for sure is that the diet seems to work for many people. In one 2018 study, the proportion of patients who showed a greater than 50% seizure reduction ranged from 20 to 70%, and the rate of seizure freedom ranged from 7 to 30%. It is important to note that since the 1990s, an offshoot from the original ketogenic diet has been created for the sole use of losing weight. This often confuses many people with epilepsy, as the information for the traditional ketogenic diet and the new keto diet often gets mixed together. 
They are definitely not the same, and the new keto diet does nothing to help one seizures. So let's welcome Matthew Kress to the show to help us clear up the murky waters. Hi, thank you for having me. Mr. Kress is a dietitian who specializes in the traditional ketogenic diet. He's a native from Michigan, but now lives and practices in France. Can you tell me what you're doing in France with the ketogenic diet? Um, so I originally came to France to uh, finish my degree in dietetics. And uh, um, I did not actually have a overall goal of going into the ketogenic diet. It was just one of the, uh, in my internships, I had a mentor that introduced the ketogenic diet to me and its therapeutic uses. And I just kind of fell down the rabbit hole and I kept falling and, you know, here I am. And I became kind of a quote unquote expert in the ketogenic diet. And so now here I am helping, uh, you know, even regular people with weight loss as long as, and also with helping, you know, people with uh, neurological disorders, you know, better manage their epilepsy and other, other kinds of neurological disorders. The efficacy of the diet depends on the proportion of carbohydrates to other things that you might eat. Here, Matthew talks about macros, a very important concept in the world of the ketogenic diet. Macros mean macronutrients. Macros, you have fat, which is for one gram, you have nine calories. Then you have protein, which for one gram, you have four calories. And then for carbs, for one gram, you have also four calories. Those are the three main macronutrients, but you also have alcohol in there, which is for one gram, you have seven calories. So when you go back and look at all of them together, you can see that fat having one gram for nine calories, it is the most caloric out of all of them, which will make up the ketogenic diet. So let me, let me kind of dive in. So in the ketogenic diet, you will have a certain amount of fat that you need to satisfy for there to be ketones in your body. When you are on a ketogenic diet for epilepsy, 87% of your daily calorie uh, needs needs to come from fat. And then the rest of the 13% can come from, uh, needs to come from protein and carbohydrates together. First, what you need to do is find out how many calories you need per day and then afterwards, you find out how much protein you need per day. If you don't eat enough protein, your body will fall apart. And most people think that they can just eat fat and carbs together and know that's enough. No, they need their protein. So they figure out how many calories they need. They fill in their protein first, and then, and then they fill in their fat, and then any extra gets filled in with carbs. And these carbs are not pasta, rice, cakes, and anything else. These carbs are coming uniquely from vegetables and fermented if, uh, if possible. Vegetables are a carbohydrate as long, and they are a fiber source. There is no room for these excess carbohydrate needs. A ketogenic diet cannot have rice, cannot have pasta, 
cannot have cake because it will never fit into the macronutrient division. Of course, one bite is doable, but it will never be part of the daily diet. And even for me, when I'm in front of clients, I have to very easily explain fruit is candy. One piece of fruit, one whole apple, one whole orange, one whole pear will pull you out of ketosis. Now, you don't need to be incredibly strict with yourself once you know what you're doing. But for someone that's starting out, usually it's the best idea is to be strict so that you get the hang of it. And then once you get the hang of it, then you can find a little bit of leeway. And especially if you're an adult, you can understand, you understand how your body feels and if you're pushing it too far as well. If you and your medical team think it's safe for you to try the ketogenic diet, Matthew has some advice. Find a dietitian, first of all, that knows what they're doing, not some random YouTube lady that is, you know, saying the ketogenic diet is awesome. Find someone that actually knows what they're talking about because that's usually the most helpful. And that when you have uh, issues with the diet, you know, a dietitian will better be able to respond to you know, your, your current state of where you are in the diet. Usually, um, there aren't a whole lot of resources out there for the keto diet. Uh, I learned a lot through this website that's called The Diet Doctor, and it is this one website that centers on the ketogenic diet, mainly for diabetes control and weight loss, but um, you can further go into more medical literature and just skew the diet recommendations you know, so that they are coherent with, you know, the ketogenic diet for epilepsy treatment. Aren't a whole, whole lot of books, but a lot of ketogenic cookbooks, um, they will usually have the macros in them and that can usually help. And I usually recommend having about a full month of don't change your diet, just look and understand and learn what you should be doing. And then once you feel comfortable, then you can go ahead and dive in. I recommend it for absolutely everyone uh, that would be suffering from epilepsy, especially if it is more so for those that have a hard time controlling your epilepsy, because the ketogenic diet is a great tool to have. And especially for someone that is dealing with epilepsy on a day-to-day -day basis or even less likely, you know, it is a good tool for them to have if ever things do become more serious. With the ketogenic diet, it is a great security net for someone when they don't know how to better control their body. With epileptic patients that I have, sometimes they're frustrated because they feel so out of control and they have no control over their body and they just want help. The ketogenic diet is a great way for the patient to take back that control from this, you know, seemingly impossible thing to take care of. In addition to following Matthew's advice, I would also suggest that you would start early. In my own experience, the ketogenic diet was introduced to me just a few months before having neurosurgery. 
It was described as a Hail Mary type of treatment, something that had very little chance of improving my seizures. It doesn't have to be that way. There's nothing stopping one investigating the ketogenic diet while they're still searching for a medication or even a cocktail that will hopefully reduce their seizures. These two pathways don't necessarily need to compete. Now, the ketogenic diet didn't work for me personally. It was clear, though, that I also struggled to get my body into ketosis. I, like many others, quickly got confused between the traditional ketogenic diet and the low-carb but ineffective keto diet. There's no way for us to give you a full rundown of how to put the ketogenic diet into practice. After all, this is only a 15-minute format. We hope we have given you enough of a primer for you to be able to intelligently talk to your doctor about if the diet should be considered as part of your treatment. We really want to say thank you to Matthew Kress for coming on the show. I think we learned a tremendous amount about the ketogenic diet. We would love to hear any of your comments or questions regarding this or any of our other episodes. You can reach out to us via email at social@brainablaze.com or on Twitter at brainablaze. If you like this episode, consider subscribing or even helping us by providing a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your content. One small click really does help. See you next time. <laughs>